The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. Big Data, we're back again. Another huge week. Week 10 finished up in the NFL. But you know me, Big Data. I like to peruse the internets. I like to see what's going on in the world. And what, lo and behold, the MLB, the National League, announced its its MVP. And uh, Bryce Harper wins. But the big news is that he cried during the press conference. Big Data didn't Tom Hanks say, there's no crying in baseball? So true. First of all, listeners, you're welcome. We're back for another week. Bryce Harper, I like it. I like the emotion. Because <laughs> he seems like a robot, so I'm very surprised and in a good way. You know, you got a point. You know, here's his stats real quick because I looked at his stats and I didn't think they were that impressive, but they must have been good enough to win him the MVP. 35 home runs, 101 runs batted in, uh, 84 RBIs, and batted 309. Now, the reason I said he batted 309 at the end, because that's basically what I'm averaging in my games for the entire (laughs) NFL season, 309. (laughs) You wish. <laughs> you wish you were at 309. <laughs> it's so true. You're so, I, I thought I was going to try to push one past you, but it, no, we said we were going to start last week, and we did. Uh, new season and same results, though. Big data wins again, two, uh, two to one, where I went one and one and two. And uh, you know what? With all due respect, I had Detroit big data, which came through hard for me. I had Dallas and Atlanta, and hey, Atlanta fan. Tonight, the game just ended against New England, 25-0. I know New England's good, and I know Big Data's going to tell us they probably moved up again in their rankings, but how do you not score even a field goal against New England? You guys are now considered 100% out of my my betting circle. And then Minnesota LA Chargers, I got no words for you two bums. You're also out of the betting circle. You think Belichick forgot about when he was down 28-3? Atlanta has not scored on Belichick since. <laughs> Good point, Big Data. Great point. There it is with the stats coming in hard. All right. Let's start it up. Let's go because we got some great games coming up in week 11. Big Data, once again, honors to you, sir. Let's go. Uh, is this? Did I do it again? Oh, my goodness. Another divisional matchup. I just can't stay away from the divisional matchups. I'm going to start with Texans versus Titans. Mm-hmm. Titans are favored minus 10 at home. Sunday morning, I've got the Titans tied for 7th overall. I've got them 6th in offense, 13th on defense. Oh, and I have the Texans last in the league overall, last in offense. 29th on defense. It's such a huge difference in the rankings for me. I'm just going to bet against that terrible Houston offense. Give me the Titans. Minus 10 at home. Big Data's not wrong. 
Big Data, you know, I got to say to you, the Tennessee Titans have been that team that has lost me a little bit of money this year because every time I bet on them, I take them to win, and then they make it close at the end. Um, and so this is a, a team that right now, I think they're finding their group, and they got to get their footing again, right? With no King Henry in the backfield, this is a great game where they can kind of almost like a practice, a live practice going, who really is, is it going to be Adrian? Is it going to be McNichols? Who's going to step up and be that running back? Because I do think this big data, Tennessee, truly needs a running back for this offense to work. Yeah, I think AP looked not bad. Uh, they've got a few options there. They, You're right. It's, it's essentially like they're playing a team in the Big Ten. That's how terrible the Texans are. Mm-hmm. I like it. Listen, uh, for my first game, I went, I went with a tough one. I said to myself, I like this. And I, when I see two teams that are very similar, I like to grab them because then I like the points. It's Baltimore. It's Chicago. Baltimore is the, uh, the away team. They're minus four. So what does that mean? Chicago, the home dog at Soldier Field. Fields is playing a little bit better. That defense is nothing great. Baltimore's starting to show the world that they're, they're good. They're great. You guys all know how I feel about Lamar. I'm up and down with the guy. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as I hate Chicago because they're the arch nemesis of my Green Bay Packers, I told you, you got to bet with your head, not your heart. I'm taking Chicago. Give me the four and a half points. And I feel very confident about this one, Big Data. You know, the, the Ravens have played several close games this season. Uh, you know, they've had it blew one team. They got beat up one time. But every other game has been super close. Uh, so, yeah. Home dog, the Bears. I see where you're going with this, and I like it. Big Data, what do you got for game number two? Next up, we've got the Saints and the Eagles. Saints are getting two points on the road. I have the Saints, and you're gonna you're you're gonna laugh at this. I got the Saints fifth overall, okay. ninth All in right. offense, seventh on defense. I've got the Eagles 13th overall, 11th in offense, 16th on defense. So obviously I have the Saints higher. They're getting two points on the road. It's a must bet for me. I got to take the Saints plus two. Take that for data. You know what? These two teams to me, I, I think when I, when I just talked about Baltimore and I talked about, uh, you know, Baltimore, Chicago, I think this is a kind of eerie Similar teams as well. Two teams that are playing a little bit under what that was expected of them both. I, I, I don't know what I think about Philadelphia and New Orleans with uh, with their quarterback situation. I don't know what to think. Big big kahunas to you, Big Data, for taking this game because this one perplexes me. I don't know what to think of it. A little piece of me thinks a little bit more on the Philadelphia side, but Saints. Uh, Good team. I don't know. I, I don't know where. You know what? We, we're into week 11, and these are two teams that I still can't figure out. The numbers don't lie, Maverick. The numbers <laughs> don't lie. Just like Shakira. All right. <laughs> From there, we go over to my game number two. It's the Buffalo Bills favored by seven against the Indianapolis Colts. Indy five and five against the six and three Buffalo Bills. 
you know what? Buffalo has not been playing well. This is the team that was supposed to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Indy playing some kind of cool football, good football, ground football. But you got Carson Wentz back there. And for everything Carson, Carson Wentz does well, there's always that one play you're like, what did he just do? Ladies and gentlemen, take Buffalo, take the minus seven, and take the money line. This one's going to be an automatic win. They need this win. Buffalo really needs this win for morale to get themselves back in order. So there is no table that is safe in the, in the tailgate that is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and I'll just say, you know, for Buffalo, uh, you know, they have really uh, – it's it's a big change. They had the easiest strength of schedule previously. Uh, now they have the 13th most difficult strength of schedule remaining. And I think this is a tough one. I think you, you got you, – you're onto something. But I think this, this I think they're in for a bit of a fight here. Big Data, what do you got for game number three? Give me something that I want to put my money on. Go. So we've missed these guys. They were off last week, and especially in fantasy football. I think they've been missed. Bengals, Raiders. So we've got the Bengals on the road, minus one. I have the Bengals tied for seventh overall, ninth in offense, tenth on defense. Very consistent, very evenly distributed team. I've got the Raiders 25th overall, 21st in offense, 27th in defense. Hmm. It's a huge spread in my rankings. Yeah, it is. And, you know, they're only getting one point, the Bengals, on the road. You know how much I love uh, the combo. Chase. I got to say, chase the Bengals on this one. Okay, I got a question for you. Do you prefer the Bengals orange and black or white and black helmets? Oh, hell no on the white and black. It's got to really? be the orange. It's you like the orange be. and black better, eh? I'm, a, I'm kind of getting partial to that white and black. I like that. I like a little little adver- a little change of pace there. I liked it. I liked it. You like, um, uh, you like one of those rings of uh, pineapple on your hamburger? <laughs> Hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with pineapple. It gives that sweet with the savory, Big Data. is Kind of like me and you on this podcast, the sweet and the savory. Um, from there, we go to the third game. Big Data, I told you earlier, right before the pod, I never kind of reveal my games to you, but I, I'm, I'm stuck. I wanted to talk about the Arizona-Seattle, but I am also really want that Dallas-KC game. Ladies and gentlemen, the Big Data said, hey, if you're going to pick a game, it's got to be Dallas and KC. And and what did you say to me? You got to take KC. You got to bet against them is what you said because how how badly they've been killing me over the last couple of weeks, how badly they have been treating me and making me feel bad. And you're right, Big Data. I am going to take Dallas. I am going to take the KC game. And I'm going to take Dallas plus two and a half simply on this one fact. I think KC is back. Mark my words, I think they're back. But... Their defense isn't. Offense, maybe. Defense, no. Give me Dallas. Give me the boys. Give me Diggs and his eight interceptions up until now. I will take Dallas plus the points in KC. I like it. Yay! Yeah, huge comeback 
for Mahomes last week, throwing for five touchdowns. And a huge game for the Cowboys last week, too. Uh, overs at 56 and a half. It's almost too tempting to take the over. So I would I would say to the the folks out there, stay safe and stay away from that over under. It seems seems too good to be true. I couldn't agree more. The Sunday night game, real quick, it's Pittsburgh against the LA Chargers. And it doesn't sound like Ben's gonna play. Claypool's out, and even Mr. Watts might be out. The line is at minus six. Neither one of us chose this game, but maybe look at it. I mean, I feel like we have to tell the consumers the guys that are calling us and telling us hey what do you guys like this week big data you got to look at that game yeah and if you're gonna bet i saw a stat today the most popular book in america is FanDuel. free plug for FanDuel there yeah a lot of a lot of, lot of new uh a lot of new people are going to be on the podcast because of that i like that um, let's talk about the Monday night football game. It's the New York Giants taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Tampa, way to screw everyone's loser pool last week. Hey, Tom, take your seven trophy. No, I'm just joking. Look, they were going to have an off game. They were going to have it. They were going to have it. The line in this one is uh, minus 11 and 49 is the over-under. Big data, who do you like in this one? So normally I just go straight Buccaneers. But I feel like this is a reverse revenge game. <laughs> okay. JPP, he's always coming hard against the Giants. I think the Giants are going to reverse it this week. Really? They're going to stick it to JPP. And I think they're going to cover the what? 11 points. So if you're going to take the Bucks, I would take this outrageous minus 525 money line. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, I, I, fi- I think I figured it out. Let me get this straight. Because Galloway's back, you think they're going to cover the 11 against Tampa Bay at home, by the way. Let me give you something here, Big Data. I know you're a Giants fan. I know you love your boys. Unless Lawrence Taylor's coming back, there's no way they cover this spread. Give me Tampa Bay. Give me minus 11. Hell, I'll even teaser it up to minus 14 the other way because I'm that confident will put a smackdown so bad on the Giants that they're going to wake up and say, what happened? Where are we? What's <laughs> going on here? Ladies and gentlemen, no problem. Tom had a I'm, bad I'm game. I'm gun shy. I'm gun shy. I'm <laughs> gun shy. Washington, just how did they lose to the football team? Not just had, cover. They lost straight up. It happens, the, man. The football People team's have awful. Days. They have, they're they, awful. They are awful. Chase Young... Chase Young blew up his knee in the game. They didn't even have Chase Young. Yeah, they were just off. You know what? You know what that was? That was Tampa Bay taking that team likely, and they got taught a lesson. Mark my words, that will not happen this <laughs> week. Boom. Tampa Bay to crush them. From there, we go over to the NCAA really quickly. A couple of games I looked at. It's Bama minus 20 against Arkansas. Yeah, you got to take Bama. They're going to like Arkansas is in the top 25, but Bama is looking to still try to grab their number one seed. Big data is Nick Saban the most genius of the genius? Nick Saban is actually the devil, uh, <laughs> reincarnated into human being, and he chose college football to, to have his wrath upon, and he's that's it. He's the devil. 
but hold on a sec, Big Data, real quick here. But yes, I don't disagree that he's the but you're still mad about when he left Miami. This is the whole thing, right? When he went to the Dolphins, didn't like really – what, what did he coach, like two games, and then he left like a note at the locker? He's like, see you when I see you, and left? <laughs> he left his <laughs> 70s uh, bifocal glasses in the That's locker amazing. room, got some eye surgery, and ended up in Bama, and the rest that- is college football history. Um, and the other game I kind of saw that kind of caught my eye they still get no love, but it's Cincinnati minus 11 and a half against SMU. You got to take Cincinnati. I really think that this team is trying everything under the sun to get in the top four, to get in that playoff. I'm taking Cincy. Big data. What say you? I say the Natty has been playing too many close games. They won a game on a goal line stand already. I don't know that they're going to be able to cover this one. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Big Data, you're going to be proud of me. So over the last couple of weeks, and once the, the NFL is over, my, my, my uh, fantasy uh, with DraftKings and FanDuel and all that stuff that I play, I've been doing okay. Not great, not horrible, but it's my NBA uh, DraftKings that have been doing pretty good lately. You'd be proud of me. So wait for it. Pump and dump NBA coming up sooner than you think. But Big Data, before the NBA – you got to tell us pump and dump NFL. Let's do it. Another edition of pump and dump. Let's start with the quarterbacks. As usual, we mentioned it earlier, a massive game from Mahomes. He's back in the top spot. He wasn't even in the top three last week. Second place, still the GOAT, even with his three interception game last week. Would you one just one. leave him alone, Big Data? Just leave him alone. It was one game, man. One game. Yeah, I forgot. Life's been so unfair to him. I should really stop. <laughs> I should really stop trashing him. And then next up is the man with the aggressive wife in the stands, Matt Stafford. Yeah. Still in third place. No pretzel uh, is safe. <laughs> no pretzel. That's right. Uh, bottom QB, I'm going to pick on a team I've already picked on tonight. Davis Mills, the Texans, 209 passes so far. So quite quite a few throws. Seven touchdowns, eight interceptions, a measly 11.6 fantasy points per game. The buys are coming to an end. If for some reason you were thinking about putting Davis Mills, even on your team, not even saying in your starting lineup, just, just stop what you're doing. If you're a man... Hit yourself in the in the lower region. Yeah. Get your head back on straight and don't use Davis Mills. That sounds about right. Finally, next up in the running back position, the main man, Derek Henry, has been unseated. It only took two, three weeks. That's all. You know, yeah, just, that's just three weeks of him. Get playing. a little bit of a lead. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor takes over the top spot. Henry still in second, and Eckler back up to third. Bottom running back, he got in the end zone last week, and I know people are all excited about him. He's he's back in the swamp. He's back in the bayou. Mark Ingram the second. But wait, he has 121 carries, 18 receptions this year so far, a measly 60 points. Beware of the Ingram. 
I'll tell you what you can do with Ingram is get him out of my team. Kamara's my boy, and he's taking away my, my snaps. <laughs> so get lost. That's what I'm going to say. Kamara, just tell him to get over that COVID, and you should be fine there. Oh, man. It's everywhere. Wide receiver still having an historic season. Cooper Cup still number one by a mile, even though his quarterback has been – even though he's in the top three, hasn't been too great lately. Debo Samuel, very impressive season, even with some bad quarterbacking around him. Second place. And back into third place with another huge game, just like Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Now, bottom wide receiver, I think I've picked on him before, but I just can't help picking on him again. 93 targets, fourth in the NFL. This receiver only has two touchdowns so far this season, and a measly. 78 points on those 93 targets. That's right, San Diego Chargers. Keenan Allen, your $20 million receiver who gets tons of looks, is having a terrible season. Can I can I go back to real quick about Cooper Cup and the LA Rams? What happened to them? I leave it there. It's rhetorical. Continue, Dave Dato. I love it. Tight ends. Still Kelsey, number one. Still Mark Andrews, number two. Well, look at this. We've been giving him a lot of praise tonight. Here's some more. Third place, Hunter Henry. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere. And I took a flyer on him in a couple of my fantasy leagues early in the season. Unfortunately, I lost my patience and I let him go. What? And now he's back. And I... My, ter- my my tight end positions are terrible still, so <laughs> terrible move uh, by me on that. Bottom tight end, I'm going to give you one of your favorite teams of tonight, the Chicago Bears. 44 targets, zero touchdowns, only 25 points on the season. Cole Komet, stay away. He is a disaster. Or grab him now for a bargain because he's going to have a big game on Sunday against Baltimore. <laughs> Just saying. Well, he's going to be going against Mark Andrews. There's some competition there for sure. That's right. That's right. Top defense, still the Bills. Bottom defense, just like last week, the Jets. And, of course, who cares about the kickers? You know, got the Bills as the number one. And after tonight's performance in a shutout, are the Pats on their way to being the best defense, Big Data? I mean, it's possible. I mean, the the, the Cardinals were there as well. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, if they keep pitching shutouts, they're going to be the best defense pretty fast. Yeah. In one of my fantasy leagues, which has an outrageous calculation for defense, that's not the one me and you are in together. Uh, I just checked and the guy is playing against my buddy, my good buddy. He got 31 points for a late <laughs> touchdown. And I'm like, 30? How is that even possible in a defense? Yeah, I gotta, exactly. I think they had one interception. Like, is, what are they getting points for tackles? Like, what the hell kind of fantasy are they in? He's, he's drunk. Oh, he's our drunk. commissioner is ridiculous. I don't even want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. We should try to vote him out. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Um, big data. It's off to the great debate. Uh, I got a, actually, I got two questions for you, big data for the great debate. It's kind of, I just feel like 
it's it's that thing that's kind of kept us alive and 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 I enjoyed doing it with you at the end a little banter. I mentioned it a couple of great debate real quick. What's wrong with the LA Rams? I got to say it's it like it can't be talent. It can't be scheme. Uh you know, we've got Von Miller there now. We've got Beckham there now. I mean, big hit with them losing Bob Woods for the season. Mm-hmm. What a great, great player Bob Woods is. Even though, even though I was slagging him in fantasy a little bit earlier in the year, but he's his last number of games before he got hurt, he was playing excellent again. Uh, I just think it's the stars and scrubs formula. Uh, if the stars aren't playing great, we've got a hell of a bad team because the rest of the guys are just minimum salary dudes, right? So, I mean, Whitworth at left tackle, he's I've. I'm not a yet. I think he's older than me. So they got some some genuine problems. Stafford, you know, he's a streaky quarterback and he can streak both ways. He can streak awful. And we've seen him streak awful lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, McVay, get your face out of the call sheet on offense and coach the damn team. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I actually, the answer to that I was going to give is I think this is a little bit more on McVay. I think teams are starting to figure out this offense. And, hey, listen, I watched that Detroit game, and I cheered for them hard because I wanted to win at least one game this week. Dude, Jared Goff sucks. He is, I'm (laughs) sorry, he is horrible. But, hey, Drew, I know you played in Detroit for a lot of years and you didn't have a lot of success, but you did have a Megatron at one time. Stop acting like Jared Goff because you're on your way to starting to be that way. I'm getting a little worried. Big data. Second question in the great debate, and it's the one I truly had actually prepared for the question for for the pod tonight. There's been big debates ever since they got into a small little handsy altercation on the bench. Anthony Davis versus Dwight Howard. The the, uh, internets have kind of taken a little bit of liking to these two trying to compare them. Who is, if you had to take both in their prime and you're the GM and you had an opportunity to take one, only one of the two, who do you like better? Dwight Howard in his prime or Anthony Davis in his prime? So let's just go with you know how successful everyone was. So let's not forget Dwight Howard, many, many time first team all nba uh, play took his team uh, to the finals one year and beat LeBron James in the conference final, which was, was stunning. Uh, you know, other than David Robinson and Shaq, probably maybe Wilt Chamberlain, probably the greatest physical specimen at center we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And really just not a natural basketball player. He was just mechanical didn't have any touch, but he was overpowering and overpowering to the extent that he was, you know, the starting center in a mini all-star game. Uh, you know, obviously first ballot hall of famer, fantastic career. Having said that, I mean, Anthony Davis, uh, talent wise, uh, way more talented than Dwight Howard ever was. Uh, on the physical specimen scale, probably a little bit less than a physical specimen as, as Dwight Howard. 
but v- like very close, minute, minute differences. Does stuff on the basketball court that no one his size really has ever done before. I would say, you know, and Dwight Howard, just terrible teammate, uh, not very competitive, uh, you know, was basically a spoiled brat for many years. And that cost his teams, um, you know, with his physical attributes, should have won a championship previous to this Lakers run he was on previously, uh, recently, I should say. Uh, Anthony Davis, just, I mean, we saw it when he won with Kentucky in college. It was the best player in high school. Uh, you know, he's been close to the best player in the NBA. Uh, and having said that, I don't think Dwight Howard was ever a top three player in the NBA uh, in his whole time. He was one of the best players for a, a number of years there, but he was never the top player or the top three players. Uh, so I'd say, you know, Anthony Davis has been a top three player. I don't know if he's a top three player right now. It's pretty close, uh, but he has been a top three player before. Uh, so I got to quite handily give it to Anthony Davis. Really? So I pull it because, you know, this is, this is a realm of the world that I have no, you know, compared to you, it's anything. Okay. So what I did is while we were on it, I went to this cool little website, landofbasketball.com. Check it out. Um, and it compares players. So I typed in Anthony Davis versus uh, Dwight Howard. Watch this. Both of them only have one ring. Dwight Howard, 18 seasons. Anthony Davis, 10. Playoffs uh, played. Anthony Davis, 4. Dwight Howard, 12. All-Star games, both tied at 8. When you go to individual awards, NBA all M- or All-NBA first team, Anthony Davis, 4. Dwight, 5 of them. All-NBA team. Um, Dwight eight, Anthony four. So total selections, all defensive team, two to four, all defensive team, five to four for Dwight Howard, by the way, Dwight won the other category as well. Defensive player of the year. Dwight Howard won it three times. Anthony Davis, zero rebounder, Dwight Howard blocks. Believe it or not, Davis has got more blocks than, uh, Dwight Howard. And when it comes to points per game, obviously Anthony is a lot more athletic and, and a better scorer. And when it comes to rebounds, obviously our, our man Dwight Howard's a little bit more. But then when it comes to assists, steals, and believe it or not, blocks per game, Anthony has a slight edge in all three. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't this debate tonight. I'm going to go with Dwight Howard because here's the thing. When I look at NBA seasons and you got 18 to 10, there's no way – Anthony Davis plays another eight years. There's no way. He, maybe five, but there, there's no way that he catches 18 seasons. Dwight Howard's still a rel- – he, he might not be as relevant as he once was, but I, you know what? I didn't realize how much – especially the, the you know, NBA all-first uh, – the NBA all-first teams, the NBA all-teams and all that. Dwight Howard, it was a significant factor during his career. I might, I'm going to edge Dwight Howard in this conversation. (laughs) And I use stats against you. I use (laughs) stats against you, my friend. I know, it's amazing. (laughs) I'll just say, like, the last eight years of Dwight Howard, let's Mm -hmm. say. So, you know, Anthony Davis is in his 10th season now. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to be, say, okay, say he gets five, I think he has five more prime seasons in him. He's only 28 years old, 29 mm-hmm. years old, right? 
his five more prime seasons in him. Uh, Anthony, uh, sorry, uh, Dwight Howard, like the last seven or eight years has been a bench player. So all those accolades you mentioned were in his first eight or nine years. Okay. And since then, he has... He's been a bench player. He has no accolades, right? So, so, so what you're telling me is that for the first seven years of his career, he was even better. Uh, I would say not. Your words, not mine, Big Data. Your no, words. I, I, gotta, I guess <laughs> Anthony Davis, I'll give you this. Dwight Howard's been way more healthy than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has missed a lot of time. Well, that's a big thing in basketball, yeah. my friend. You got to be on the court and make some uh, – to make some <laughs> baskets, you can't be doing it from the stands. So, there but I don't remember. I don't remember Dwight Howard ever hitting a clutch three pointer in an NBA Finals game to win it in the bubble. True, like and Anthony Davis. Did. I will. I will say this: the ring that they both have, they were on the same team, so it is a little. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll say that that ring, Anthony got Howard his ring. However, when it comes to the debate. It's in my opinion, it looks like Howard <laughs> might have a little bit of an edge on Mr. Davis at the moment. Hey, I'll give you it's it's a good it's a good comparison. I'm, I'm impressed. All I'm right, how about this? That one up. This is the tiebreaker. How about this one? You go to the nightclub and you who do you want as your wingman? Do you want Dwight Howard or Anthony Davis? Mind you, Anthony Davis with the monobrow. That's it. That could be the game breaker right there. <laughs> the monobrow wins it for sure. <laughs> Oh, it sure does, and don't I know about it? There it is, the full, <laughs> the full spectrum podcast done. And I might have to actually side with Big Data. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, great week. I think this was uh, one of our finest podcasts, Mister uh, Big Data. And we'll hopefully we'll both be three and zero when we chat again next week. I, God willing, my friend, God willing, have a, have a great week. And real quick, we are going to come at you sooner than later next week because it's American Thanksgiving to all our Canadian counterparts. It's the Americans time to finally eat some turkey and some gravy and some stuffing. Chicago takes on Detroit, the Vegas Raiders taking on Dallas at home and it's Buffalo against New Orleans down in Nolens. Wait. Me and Big Data are going to come at you with all three of those games. Big Data, we don't have to decide about the games next week. Let's go head-to-head, me and you, with these three games. Let's do it. I love it. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you with those Thanksgiving picks. Boom. See you, guys. Have a great week. The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com.